Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Before we get into our story, let's find out about this invitation in Molly McGee's hand. Isn't this nice, McGee? We've been invited to a family housewarming party. Don't tell me old Aunt Sarah's going to finally turn on the heat. <laughs> no. This is the opening of Prudential's new South Central Home Office building in Jacksonville, Florida on May 7th. Oh, now that is something to celebrate, Molly. I've seen pictures of it, and it's really beautiful. Big, modern, and efficient. Like Prudential's five other regional home offices in the United States and Canada, the new South Central Home Office is an important part of Prudential's nationwide growth. By moving closer to you wherever you live, the Prudential can give you even better service. And as your neighbor, the Prudential is aware of local needs. For instance, Prudential loans are made to aid local commerce and industry and to help farmers and homeowners in your community. In this way, the Prudential gives your region the prompt personal service of a friendly neighbor and the experience and resources of a great national company. That's why the opening of Prudential's new South Central Home Office building is an occasion to celebrate. One more step toward bringing Prudential closer to its more than 31 million policyholders. <laughs> breakfast time at 79 Wistful Vista, and the head of the household pushes his chair back and says, Ah, that was the swellest stack of French toast I've eaten since the last time you made it, my dear. Thank you, sir. More coffee? No, thanks. I'm stuffed like a Christmas goose. <sighs> Got a lot of errands to run around town today, and I'm going to back the car out and get started. As soon as I get the strength to get up from this table. Oh, boy, I'm full. Oh, I wonder who that is so early in the morning. Don't bother to get up, you two. Oh, hello, Doctor. I just popped over for a second. If you popped over for a second popover, you can't even have a first this morning. But I can offer you some scrambled eggs, Doctor, and coffee. Oh, thanks, Molly. I had breakfast. Had an early delivery to take care of this morning and just thought I'd look in on you kids on the way. Well, pull up a chair and set a spell, ungorgeous George. What you looking at? What's the matter with your eyes? Eyes? Yeah, they're dull and cloudy looking. What you mean, my eyes are dull and cloudy looking? Hmm. Here, let me look at your eyeball, McGee. Hey, what? Hey, cut it out. Get that flashlight out of my eye. Hold still, you big baby. Ah. Hmm. French toast, huh? Of all the nosy, prying professional pain in the necks. Coming into a guy's house that's just finished a fine breakfast and poking his proboscis into his eye without even a how do you do? How do you do? There. I do fine. Now get your knee out of my stomach and quit going... Into the white of my eye. Molly. Yes, doctor? I don't like the look of McGee this morning. I don't like the look of you neither, too, you big tub. I'm speaking professionally. Well, I'm speaking artistically. Terry, keep quiet while the doctor finishes. Ah. What's the matter with him, doctor? I wish I knew. We'll have to run some tests. I want you to go upstairs and get his pajamas and a blanket and a pillow and bring them down here. Oh, of course, doctor. Right away. What the heck's coming off here? Your pants, shirt, shoes, and underwear. I don't want you out of this house today. But what's wrong? There you go, getting all upset. I don't know what's wrong with you. Hey, give me your hand. Hold still while I clip a piece of fingernail. Huh? Gonna run a fingernail test. Fingernail test? Yeah. I'll have results late this afternoon. Now you rest, drink plenty of water, 
And if you have any questions about your symptoms, don't call me. I'll call you. Hey, Molly, who was that on the phone? Dr. Gamble. Told me to keep you down on that divan and not to worry about you. Not to worry about me? What the heck's the use of being sick if nobody's going to worry a thing about it? And look who came to see you, dearie. Mr. Wimple. Oh. Hi, Wimp. And he brought you a present. Oh, it's it's just... Oh, you shouldn't have done it, Wimp. Present, huh? Come on in. Sit down. What you got? It's a little game to while away the time, Mr. McGee. Here. Oh, gee, that's wonderful, Wally. What kind of game is it? Chess? Scrabble? It's called three-dimensional tic-tac-toe, and there are just dozens of ways of winning. Oh, that, well, that's nice. Uh, we'll have to try it out one of these days. Well, how about right now? Well, now, I, I, I don't think I'm up to it uh, today. Oh. Oh, you don't feel well at all. Well, then I'll scoot right along. Dr. Gamble always says the best visitor is a short visitor, and I'm only five feet four. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'll come back tomorrow. Oh, goodbye. Thanks for calling, Mr. Wimple. Of all the cheap penny any presents to offer a suffering laid-up invalid, a 98-cent tic-tac toast. <laughs> well, I guess that takes care of Mr. Wimple's theory. Theory? What theory? Well, he had a theory that people give gifts to other people that they'd like to have for themselves. What that got to do with this? Well, he figured you'd be delighted with this tic-tac-toe game because it's exactly like the one you gave him for Christmas. Oh. Oh, I think I'll take a nap now. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. An open book leads to an open mind. CARE, the government-approved non-profit relief agency is trying to show the people of Europe and Asia the way the free world lives. It is doing it by means of books which tell the story of America in pictures, prose, and poetry. They are the answer to the untruths which are being told about America abroad. CARE has an American bookshelf of 99 volumes. They are the kind of books Americans read. They may be sent for just $30. The name of the donor appears as a bookplate on the headboard of the bookshelf. Individuals, groups, or organizations may forward the CARE bookshelf on a personalized basis to designated libraries, schools, affiliates, or individuals, or the selection of a recipient may be left to CARE. The U.S. government has endorsed the project. It is your opportunity to counteract anti-American propaganda. Contribute to CARE Los Angeles or CARE New York. <laughs> McGee, don't you dare try to get up. But I'm feeling fine. I felt fine all day. I've been on this infernal couch now for six hours. And you'll stay there until Dr. Gamble tells you you can leave. Now, there's a little visitor here to see you. You can come in now, dear. Who's that? Hi, Mr. McGee. How you feeling? Awful sick? Cheer up. You know what the sausage stuffer says. The worst is yet to come. <laughs> Hi, teeny. Hey, is it raining outside? No, but I wish it was. I'm wearing my new raincoat, that's why. Mm -hmm. I wore it to school case it rains. Turn around. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Say, that's a mighty slick slicker. <laughs> my Aunt Andy sent it to me. Aunt Andy? You mean my Aunt Annie? Mm -mm. I don't know your Aunt Annie. I haven't got any Aunt Annie. Gee, that's a coincidence. Neither have I. Well, 
Look, look, let's start over. Now, I said, who gave you that new raincoat? My Aunt Andy. Ah, uh, you mean to tell me you got an aunt named Andy? Sure. That's not exactly her whole name, of course. That's her nickname. Well, now we're getting someplace. What's her whole name? Aunt Andrew. Aunt... Dad Braddett says Andrew is a man's name. I know it. It's my uncle's name, too. Oh, Uncle Andrew? No, Uncle Charlie. How the heck did Charlie get into this? He's Aunt Andrew's husband. Oh, for the... How come your aunt is named Andrew? Because that's Uncle Charlie's name. Uh, Mr. Charlie Andrew. And his wife is Ann Andrew. Oh. Hasn't she got any first name? Sure. Mary. Well. Only in our family, we got so many Aunt Marys, we got to call them by their last name, like Ann Andrew and Aunt Smith and Ann Furston Waller and uh, Aunt Mighty Swell Henderson. Uh, Aunt Mighty Swell Henderson? Mm-hmm. She's my great-aunt. Oh, one of them. Boy, she's the greatest aunt anyone ever... Oh, there goes Willie, too. Hey, Willie, wait for me. Willie, look at my new raincoat. Dad Reddit, I'm so sick of lying around all day on this dead Reddit divan. Hey, Molly! Oh, that's right. She went over to Nelson's house. Don't sneak out, she says. You rest, she says. I'm so sick of laying here resting. The... Hello there, Johnny. Sick, huh? Oh, boy, am I glad to see you, old-timer. Hey, you can help me out. Well, I don't know, Johnny. Look, that fumble-fingered fugitive from the medical school, Doc Gamble. He ordered me to bed today, and I want to sneak out. Only Molly went over to the Nelsons, and I thought it was my chance, but she locked up every single pair of my pants. Yep. Then she hired me to watch her. Of all the nerve. Well, by George, I hire you to lend me your pants so as I can get out of here and go on downtown. Ah, uh, Johnny, my heart and soul may be for hire, but my pants belong to Daddy. Borrowed him off of him in 1897. Ah, big help you are. You and that overinflated intern, Doc Gamble. I'm getting out of this homemade Alcatraz and going downtown. Pantsless? Yes, pantsless. If I can't jimmy a closet door and get some britches, I'll pin a number on my undershirt and trot downtown in my shorts. I'll claim I'm in a marathon race. I'll get down there. Still here, Doctor. McGee, what are you doing up? Oh, don't scold him, Molly. It's okay. Everything's all right now. Well, it's about time, you big horse nurse. The tests come out all right, did they? Tests? Sure, the fingernail clipping you took this morning. You said you were going to run a fingernail test on me. Oh, oh, yes, yes. They came out fine. He's okay, Molly. I've been okay all day, you big fake. I kept him down all day like you told me to, Doctor, and I didn't worry about him like you told me not to. But what was it you thought he had, Doctor? Yeah, what were you wrong about this time, witch doctor? Sure glad I'm here. I'd like to hear this, too. Well, I'll tell you. Remember this morning I said I was up early to take care of a delivery? Oh, yes. What was it, doctor, boy or girl? Neither one, Molly. It was a new car. What? You got and a And do you remember three years ago when I got my last new car? You mean the day I was... Yes. You drove over to look at it when I took it out of the showroom and rammed that jalopy of yours into it and scraped all the paint off one side of my new sedan. I remember that. I thought of that when I started out to pick up the new one today. And I decided I'd have just one day of peace of mind while I drove my new car around town without the fear that McGee was lurking around a corner ready to jam into me. What? I've had it, kids, and I don't know how to thank you. <laughs> you can get dressed, McGee. Come on, all of you. I'll take you for a ride in the country. I'll go, Doc. (laughs) 
We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. The big fights, the best fights, are heard Friday nights on the Cavalcade of Sports over NBC. Whether it's a lightweight, welterweight, or heavyweight bout, you are ringside for every action-packed round. The crowd, the atmosphere, the tenseness, all there when you tune in the Cavalcade of Sports Friday evenings on NBC. And for a change of pace, hear songs sung by Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Dinah has one of the most relaxing quarter hours on the air. And when Dinah sings, a song takes on wings. So hear the Dinah Shore Show on NBC Friday evenings. Frank Sinatra combines a bit of casual chatter with a song or a record to give you another musical show that is sure to please. From time to time, Frank, he has a guest on the program. A guest from the world of music, theater, or screen. You'll like the Frank Sinatra show heard over NBC. Another Friday night great. And your new car is just beautiful, Doctor. Swell. And it was nice of you to take us out to dinner, too, Doc. <laughs> well, I wanted to make up for the dirty trick. Hey, you think it's all right to leave your car sitting out there at the curb in the dark? You know, I mean, if anybody ran into it, it'd oh, be... Oh, a... I don't think there's any danger of anyone running Heavenly <laughs> days! Oh, no. Not my new car! Stop! Stop that car! <laughs> <Just> run! <laughs> <laughs> McGee, what'd you do? I phoned more tubes. I told him to drive past the house and throw an old fender out in the street. Oh. <laughs> Look at old Doc out there. He's in a panic. Oh, great. <laughs> well, that'll teach him to play dirty tricks on me. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Al. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Mr. Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald reminding you that we'll be back again Sunday night when an item in the newspaper so arouses Mr. McGee that he decides to write his by George Congressman. For further details... Be with us again Sunday night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.